Welcome to the Rise Podcast with Brandon Garland, and we are going to be talking about Kanye West in three, two, one. I've been woke up from a light and man's dream. Checking Instagram comments to crowdsource my self esteem. Let me not say too much or do too much. Cause if I'm up way too much, I'm out of touch. I'm praying an out of body experience will happen. So the people can see my light now, it's not just rapping. God, I have humbled myself before the court. Dropped my ego when confidence was my last resort. I, kn- I know you got a plan. I know I'm on your beams. One set of footsteps, you was carrying me. When I turned on the news and they was Carrying me, one set of footsteps you was carrying me. Interesting and in some ways shocking to me the amount of talk and buzz that Kanye West's self-professed faith in Jesus has created amongst both the culture and the church. I'm grateful, actually, for that cross-pollination because the truth is, if we're being very transparent as Christians is that for a long time, Christian influence has been influence amongst Christians. But to be honest, it's very refreshing that there's a person who has both cultural and church influence that people inside and outside the church are talking almost at equal pace about Kanye West in the last few months. And I find it a bit ironic that a lot of the most positive responses to Kanye West's new chapter in life have come from what we would call the world, and a lot of the most negative responses have come from what we would call the church. Now, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, there's a chance you may have seen uh, this through Instagram. If we haven't had the privilege to connect on Instagram, my username is at Brandon Garland. Would love to connect with you. But I posted a... um, a series of videos talking about this subject and it it generated a lot of engagement, especially for an account that doesn't have that many followers like mine. And people had a lot to say. A lot of people had a lot of positive things to say, talking about how they agreed with uh, what I was saying about um, maybe being a bit more supportive, a bit less cynical, but interesting how many people that I know that responded on Instagram and in other forms Uh, who just have a lot of cynicism. And and I think that's what we're dealing with. Because when a person like Kanye West stands up and says, hey, I'm a Christian. I'm living my life for Jesus. My life has been radically transformed. I've been saved by Christ. And the response of the person that hears that is, ah, I don't know. Doesn't seem real to me. I don't think that's legit. When you don't know someone's heart, and you judge the worst, that does not indicate something negative about them. That indicates something internally dysfunctional within you. That's what's called the cynical or critical spirit. I'm afraid that the American church has become become so comfortable that we've started to get critical. In China, there are vastly different theologies being preached But you'll rarely, if ever, find a blog post about how this pastor is a heretic. Why? Because they don't have time to get so comfortable that they get cynical. And when you're cynical, you're critical. The American church has been so comfortable, I believe, for so long that we've started to pick apart these doctrines that don't really matter and started to attack people that have different opinions, views, and convictions 
And therefore, we set up walls where Jesus said, I have come to make you one. Kanye West stands up as a cultural icon and figure known by hundreds of millions, if not billions around the world, and claims, hey, I know Jesus, I'm following Christ, you should too. And instead of rejoicing that millions upon millions of people that are not listening to your church's podcast, even if your pastor is one of the most famous pastors in the world, they're not listening to the podcast, but they're listening to this man's words. And it's a bit interesting that though people are being exposed to Jesus, many of whom for the first time, through the influence and platform that Kanye West has, the response of many Christians have been shrugged shoulders, quizzical looks, saying, really? I think that reveals to me the cynical, critical spirit. I, I, hate, I hate the critical spirit. Because whenever you're looking for what's wrong, you miss what's right. Whenever you're spending time looking for what's not, you miss what is. And whenever you look for imperfection, you miss the glory that God has put and placed inside of a person. Maybe it's a movement. But I'll tell you this, whenever you're looking at someone with a critical spirit, you will overemphasize flaws that may not even be that big, and you will miss fruit that God himself is working out. So I, I think the reason the critical spirit frustrates me is because here's what I found. Critics are always people doing less than you are. Critics are always people who are doing less than you are. Here's where criticism comes from, one of two places. It either comes from insecure jealousy. I don't fully know who I am. I'm not confident that I'm uh, really making a difference, that I'm really making an impact, that my life really matters and counts. I I'm not confident in me, so I'm going to criticize you. A and that's one place that criticism comes from commonly. I think a lot of criticism also comes from just not being active enough. Like if I'm really going after what I'm doing, what, where God's put me, the purpose God's placed on me, the destiny he's put inside me, I just don't have time to criticize you. I might notice what you're doing, but, but if I'm consumed in my calling, I don't have hours to analyze, is this person's life perfect? So when I look at Kanye West, like I don't know the man. I've never met him. It'd be awesome if I did. But here's the deal. I don't have time to, to overanalyze every single thing about him. So why? here's my question. Why is the natural default response of so many people negative, critical, cynical? I believe it's the critical spirit. I believe it's I'm so comfortable and complacent and I'm not actually doing very much with my life. So let me criticize people that actually are making a difference. I've seen this in the church for so long. Pastors that are actually making a difference, seeing lost people saved. There are multiple pastors. Go on their church's Twitter account. You'll find dozens, if not hundreds of responses talking about how this is heretical teaching with gifts of people laughing, talking about how terrible this theology is. Well, while that theology is in someone's eyes so terrible, thousands of people are getting saved. And the people replying to the tweets are the ones who are doing nothing with their life except scrolling through Twitter. And so I think the critical spirit thrives in inaction. But when you are content and active in your calling, when you see someone else begin to rise up and wake up into their calling, you meet it with appreciation, joy, gratitude, and you get excited. Because here's the thing. While we're criticizing whether or not women should be in ministry, 
the women that are in ministry are preaching the gospel to a lost world that needs Jesus. So when, when you're criticizing, oh, is Kanye legit? Here's the thing. Kanye's preaching Jesus. Literally, millions of people that would not listen to any other quote-unquote Christian talk about God are listening to him. While, while you're debating, is Beth Moore allowed to teach in front of men? People are hearing the gospel from her, giving their life to Jesus. My question is, the, if the world is as lost as the Bible says that it is, where do we get off sitting around coffee tables debating the finer points of theology and dogma while people are perishing every day? And when Kanye stands up and says, I'm following God, and your response is, eh, I don't know. What that makes me think is, why do you have enough time on your hands to judge this man's heart if he's following his calling and you're truly concerned with, consumed with yours? I don't think you should have time to be so critical. And here's the thing. God, God in the history of humanity, he's only once, one time has used a perfect person. Guess what? That's Jesus Christ. Every single other person, Old Testament, New Testament, and after the Bible was written that God has ever used has been, guess what? Imperfect with a past that was imperfect. Every person, ever. Name your favorite pastor, theologian, writer, author, speaker, apostle, Old Testament prophet. Guess what they all were? Broken, messed up, sinful people. And God used them because God loves using imperfect people to accomplish his perfect purpose because then he gets the glory. So why now do we assume that since Kanye West isn't perfect, that his fruit can't be legitimate? He said... Then he gave his life to God around May or June. Why would we expect him to have the fruit of someone who's been following God for 36 years? Of course he doesn't have all of his theology right. Of course he's still not perfected in his behavioral patterns of living. Of course there's things he's going to say and do that, 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 that maybe remind us of immaturity in the faith. He's been saved for six months. And people are expecting him to have this perfect walk with God and then disqualifying all of the fruit that God is working through him because he's not perfect. It reminds me of the Old Testament where the prophets would be raised up in Israel and the people would find fault with the prophet, disregard their words, and miss the glory that God was trying to reveal to them because their perception of the prophet was broken. And if you don't receive a person in the light of the honor they're due, you'll miss the gift of who they are. I'm not saying Kanye West is an Old Testament prophet or in a new age. We don't hear from God the same way. In the Old Testament, one person heard from God for everybody. Nowadays, everyone can hear from God for themselves. But God will raise people up in each and every generation for his glory and purpose. But we will miss the gift of what they're doing and who they are if we analyze them with the critical spirit. He, he, God, God doesn't look for perfect pasts. He looks for available people. God doesn't look for people who are perfectly qualified. He looks for those who are perfectly available. And, and I've heard this man say on, on different interviews, I just want to be a servant of Christ. I'm done with making secular music. I want everything to point to Christ. He's having a pastor preach the gospel at his services, even though he knows some people won't like it because he wants people to have the opportunity to meet Christ. And this isn't just a defense of Kanye West, though I think he's a genius both in music and in fashion. And beyond that, frankly. This is a defense of saying, when did the church decide to start being known as the people who are always trumpeting what we're against, but never talking about what we're for? 
When did the church decide that we would rather overanalyze every single person's most precise doctrine instead of being the people that just rejoice when people say, I'm tired of my sin, I'm leaving my sin and my shame for Jesus Christ? When did we decide that we get to be the judge and jury of other people's callings? When did we decide that we were allowed to tell people to go home when Christ is calling them to himself? I think we've lost our way, and I think our response to people like Kanye West and Justin Bieber who are coming from a background of living in the world, but they want to get right with God and give their life to Christ, but our response is cynicism and doubt, that reveals a lot more about the doubter than the person they're doubting. And there's not really a point to this episode except just to say, I want the church to become what Christ intended it to be. Jesus Christ did not die to create critics. He died to create converts. He did not die so we could analyze and overanalyze every single person who would claim the name of Jesus. He died so we would give our lives to see people come to Christ. It has never been like Billy Graham. I love this quote from Billy Graham. It's God's job to judge. The Holy Spirit's job to convict. And my job to love. So to anyone listening on the other end of this that would be tempted to post something or say something critical about Kanye, what if we became the people that gave the benefit of it out? What if we were the people, the Christians were the people that maybe we stuck out for too many people. Maybe once in a while we stuck our necks out for someone who turned out to be a faker, but we just defended people, love people and believe in people even when they didn't deserve it. Because guess what? That's exactly what God did for you and for me. While we were dead in our sins, he said, you know what? I'm going to purchase them while they're worth nothing because I believe that one day they can be worth everything. He didn't judge us based on our lack of merit. He saw our potential. He didn't see us based on the dirt. He saw the gold in the dirt. And what I would say is, no, Kanye West, Justin Bieber, fell in the blank with any celebrity and or human being aren't perfect. They're not perfect ambassadors. I had someone DM me and say, well, what if Kanye says something that misrepresents the faith? What if I say something that misrepresents the faith? I'm a pastor. And I do say stuff that misrepresents the faith. It happens. I'm a human. Kanye's a human. But where did we get off deciding that we get to be the ones that judge if people are worthy or not to be called by God? The last time I checked, if God calls you, he doesn't call anybody else to see if they agree. If God says it, it's going to happen. If God calls you, you're called. He never called anyone on earth when heaven decided someone was called. He did not call anyone, not even someone located in California running a seminary and a megachurch to ask if someone else was qualified or if they had to go home. He simply said, I call you, you're called. So God doesn't need your approval to use Kanye West. God doesn't need your approval to use anyone. And frankly, God doesn't need anyone's approval to use you. The role you have to play is not whether or not God will use people like Kanye West. The role you have to play is, will you be standing in opposition to someone God is using? Or will you be cheering along, praying for, and encouraging every single vessel God chooses to use? And if not, can I just ask, why not? Why? why? Like, if your Facebook is full of all the pastors and preachers that you think are heretics and are wrong, and why Kanye West isn't a full-on convert of Jesus Christ, and why Justin Bieber is this and that, why? I'd say analyze your heart. Ask Christ to invade all areas. 
And here's the deal. Let's be the people that are so consumed with seeing people that don't know God yet come to Jesus that we we don't care. Like doctrine matters, theology matters. But if your theology and my theology are a little bit different, but we both believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, the savior of the world, and that the only way to the father is through the son, then even if we might disagree on this or that, let's do this thing together. And if someone like Kanye West stands up and says, I'm a born again believer in Jesus Christ, let's not... Let's not overanalyze his past and think about and talk about what things he might not have right yet. Let's ask God and believe God that he'll bring revival even through. Why not? What if God brought revival through Kanye West? Would you be standing in the way if God brought revival through him? Or would you be cheering it on, celebrating on the same team? That'd be my challenge and encouragement to you would be, hey, let's not oppose God. Let's see what God can do through us And when God's doing something through somebody else, let's not be the critics, let's be the cheerleaders. Anywhere, everything but in between And you're looking at the church in the night sky Wondering where God's gonna say hi Oh, you're looking at the church in the night sky And you're wondering where's God in your nightlife Yeah, and you're looking at the church in the night sky Wondering where God's gonna say hi Oh, you're looking at the church in the night sky And you're wondering where's God in your nightlife Please face me when I speak Please say to me something before you leave You've been treating me like I'm invisible Not invisible to you Oh, the invisible truth stays so dark I understand the games you play Understand, understand Understand I'm standing under oath And I promise I, I wouldn't fall anymore But I'm crying at the bar I wishing that you saw my scars, man I wishing that you came down here Stood by me and look at me like you knew me, but I feel so alone. Like I don't know anyone except the night sky above. And you're looking at the church in the night sky, wondering where God's gonna say hi. Oh, you're looking at the church in the night sky, and you wondering where's God in your nightlife. Yeah, and you're looking at the church in the night sky Wondering where God's gonna say hi Oh, you're looking at the church in the night sky And you wondering where's God in your nightlife